When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thunder, 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 Thundercats, ho! Welcome to the new episode, Thundercats Recap. We are doing episode two of the original Thundercats series, The Unholy Alliance, which aired originally on January 23rd of 1985. I wasn't even born then. <laughs> or I'd like to believe. And I was just born for what, three months? Shut three up. Months, four months? Five. Shut up. <laughs> now you trap, Pee Wee, shut up. Episode two, we finally meet Mumra, the villain of Thundercats in this episode. The head HBIC. Really, truly. Like, did you appreciate that they saved Mumra for the second episode? Do you think it would have been too much to have Mumra in the, the first episode? Although we did mention that this was combined. Into See, I don't think of, like, we're doing this for the listening audience like breaking it into episodes but to me thundercats the original will always be a continuous movie so basically for me it's a continuation i don't like this form the way we're doing it to be honest with you i really we're doing it because of the fact that people may want to watch episode by episode especially if you don't have time in your hand but i would have preferred to do like the whole thing like the whole the introduction but for the way we're doing this plot it's important to do it this way so it makes sense because we're so used to seeing it as an hour long or however it was to combine the first three episodes into one movie. So we're used to seeing it just continue from when they crash on Third Earth to the mutants meeting Mumra. So we're used to it as one thing. But yes, this is broken down into episodes. So let's just go right back into it. Now that they're on Third Earth, the Thundercats are searching their wrecked flagship in order to savage as much equipment and food rations as they can. Despite much of the electronic gears being damaged in the crash, Panthro is optimistic that there's enough Thundrillium for him to construct a Thunder Tang. Instead of helping the others, Lionel heads off into the nearby forest to explore their new home. For his protection, he takes the Sword of Omens and the Claw Shield with him as well, and Chitara and Tigra decide to look for an appropriate site to build the Cat's Lair. So they already have names for it. They know that they're going to build a Thunder Tank, and they know that they're going to build a Cat's Lair. They already came with the names. So there is a continuity.
community question I have. I'm going to bring it up a little bit later on. So yes, yeah, so Tigra, they're salvaging pieces. Panther says he's going to make a thunder tank and Wily Kit and Wily Cat want to eat as well as Snarf who says he wants the food, he wants to eat and Tigra's like, no, not until we empty the ship and get all the rations out, then we can have something to eat and Panthro is like going to build the thunder tank. So Lionel basically kind of volunteers because he has to, he, he, wants, he wants to step up and I almost feel like at the moment that it was like, because he didn't want to do any of the hard work and Tigra basically says to Panthro and I think Jatara that it's important for them to let him go because he missed out on the fundamental basics of growing up. So he needs this time to, and use the big word, reconnoiter the surrounding areas. So what the hell is a reconnoiter? Reconnoiter. It's to survey, like to observe. So so this is, I remember this word as a kid because I remember thinking it was the coolest thing and I had to look it up because I didn't know what it meant. So basically they're sending him out to survey and to look the lay of the land and, and kind of see what's going on. And Tiger thinks it's important for him to, to do that where Chitara is like, should we not have him do all this hard work or this, this stuff? And Tiger was like, no, he needs to learn because he didn't learn. He just grew up in body, not in mind. I mean, you're right. So doesn't Snarf want to accompany him as well? And I know Lionel is in this thing. He's trying to prove that he is a Lord of the Thundercats now, but I would be a little on Chitara's side with this. Yes, he needs to learn, but at the same time, they are in a strange land. Yes, he is. He does have the Sword of Omens, but does he really know how to wield it at this moment? That would be what I would be worrying about. I get Tiger's whole point of he has to catch up. Well, at the same time, they don't know of Mumra, and they don't know they don't know of a lot of other dangers of Third Earth because it's really kind of Third Earth is really kind of scary. I would yeah, not third Earth. Third Earth. <laughs> third Earth is like what Earth, our Earth, would be after the apocalypse of a bomb, nuclear bomb. I think going over. It's like you know, malted seas and you know, deadly forests and you know, all this crazy like you know, everything. There's everything, and everything will kill you. <laughs> and then you see the mutants flying. Yes. Yes, they're they're also on a mission to build. They already know that they're going to. I know, them. and that's the continuity issue I have. How did they know? They they're talking about like they're looking around, and their fly goes, who also has like a very Yoda, like yes, hmm? yeah. Thing that he does, like when he talks, like he back talks. I don't know what I had to explain. It's like almost like yes. a Yoda. Yes. Like he, t- he monkeyed. Yes. No, but like besides the like the lizard sort of thing, he does. Like, oh, a, he does right. He talks talk. like like a yeah. I could see that like a Yoda. Him, talk. you, yes. Hmm? <laughs> like 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 you know like Yoda does kind of. So anyway, there basically he Him, said, you, yes. yeah. It's like. He knows, he says, I, I know the Thundercats, they're going to be building an impenetrable fortress if he knows them. So they're going to do the same thing. Now, my issue is, let's go, because it's actually funny, the banter between them, the mutants, how they're, they're like, mm, like Monkeyan and Jackalman. Jackalman's saying, wow, there's some primitive looking buildings here. Like, you know. Yes, so the mutants on the surface, they look like characters that would be like Sly, let's just say, is the smart one because he's like the lizard one and the leader. But these mutants aren't really dumb. I know in the future they kind of like make monkey and like in a little like more. A yeah, like he gets a little like more like animal stupid quote unquote they all say big words speaking of big words jackalman monkey and talking about how the earth is primitive it's nothing like their home planet plundar and slive is like this is not a sightseeing tour basically he says that to them like 
all right, okay, fine. It's primitive. You know, you don't like the ocean over there, but we're not here to, we're not here to sightsee on this little dinky planet because they actually refer to it as a small kind of like crappy planet. So we're reminded that they, everyone is more advanced at this point. Yes, the Thundercats are more advanced. The, it's the, Pluto. It once was a planet and now it's not. It's too small. They're size queens. So yes, the mutants suddenly come across an ancient pyramid. Fierce lightning starts shooting around the pyramid compelling the mutants to make a hasty landing, a fireball of, of light appears, and a voice instructs the mutants to follow them into the pyramid. They comply. Even though Jackalman and Monkeyan are a bit hesitant, they reach a giant chamber inside the pyramid, and a figure emerges from the sarcophagus located in the center of the chamber. The mummy identifies himself as Mumra, and proposes that the mutants join forces with him to procure the Eye of Thundera. So this is when we meet Mumra. I like the word that Monkeyan uses. He says, looks like some kind of sarcophagus coffin. So he knows that word. So they go in, <laughs> this ball of light, a doorway opens, a ball of lights has entered. They go in. Monkeyan and Jacqueline are hesitant, which to me actually makes them even more intelligent than Sly. Sly yeah. says, I'm not afraid of anything because the voice that we find on his Mumra latest says, you are welcome here. You know, you will not be harmed or don't fear anything and he basically says i don't fear anything anyway they go in you know uh -huh. they also look at the the statues the huge statues that surround the the chamber and say are these an ancient race of mutants because they all look like creature things we and, know them they're probably actually demo demons basically yeah. it's like the ancient spirits of evil totems yeah, exactly. And then Mumra comes out, introduces himself, and says, basically, he knows what they're looking for. They're looking for the Eye of Vandera. And he has known of it for a thousand years when this planet yes. was known as First Earth. Which is what David always says, that we're always to believe that Third Earth is really Earth after some kind of apocalyptic. Yeah. Do you like how Mumra introduces himself <laughs> when, the, when the coffin that he opens? Talks, he just... That he talks to himself? He yes, has, he, he really does. This sets up his mental dysfunction issues that I feel plague him because he has not spoken to somebody in probably a couple of thousand years, maybe. I don't know. Besides I don't know the angel goes, spirits? Or I yes. don't know if he calls an Uber every so often when he wants to go out and party at the Burble Village or something or wherever he goes or like hit up the Amazon warrior women. He's like, you know, pretends he's somebody else. He's like, I'm going to pretend that I'm single this weekend. And oh my God. I don't, I don't know because but he talks to himself and i noticed i know that the inner dialogue is very similar to the way a lot of characters in cartoons talk to themselves and we've talked about that before but his is really creepy because and he like, talks out loud he's not even he's talking paranoid. to himself he's yeah, paranoid he's talking, he he's talks to paranoid. himself he's like they know that my dark secret yeah he does <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, they mustn't know the price I must pay, or they don't know that I just let out a silent fart. It's like he talks That's right. so like paranoid. The, <laughs> the mutants see the mummy form. So Mumra is in a mummy form before he transforms. But the price he does pay is he cannot maintain the Mumra, the ever-living giant form that he 
turns into for long periods of time. So he doesn't want the mutants to know that. The mutants also say to him, why do we need you? We'll just call up our boys back on Plundar and we'll level your pyramid and we'll take the sword for ourselves. But can they not? Because they never end up summoning the other mutants. I'm assuming everything is damaged? I don't know, but what I will tell you is that obviously Plundar is still around. Thundera has blown up, so there is a chance of these people, they have the capability of flying across space and time, so to speak. Yes. So they Maybe they have communications in the ship. Their ship wasn't damaged because they weren't attacked. Right, they were doing the attacking. So Mumra's like, "Oh no, boo! No way! Screw you! Now you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna piss me off." So he sinks their ship into the sand right in front of his pyramid. Yes, Mumra does say that whenever evil exists, Mumra lives, which is his catchphrase. So basically, even if you defeat Mumra, just know that there's always going to be evil in the world, and Mumra will always survive. He's like Freddy Krueger. He comes back. He'll he can come back because evil still exists that's right that's right okay so here we go overconfident of their own strength the mutants refuse mumra's proposal threatening like david said instead to blast the pyramid to powder using the spaceship's controls mumra responds to the threat by giving the mutants a taste of his powers <laughs> he makes their parked ship you like this in the in the description he makes their parked ship sink of he course said, it was part. He says to them, don't you step up to me like some bitch in high school. He I really did. He's like, I'm shit. showing you. You want you, to laugh? You sunk my battleship. Also available in 1984. And Mumra then teleports them to Lionel's location. The mutants appear in the forest and immediately attack Lionel. The young lord, however, succeeds in summoning his friends using the sword. Before the mutants can grab the sword, Panthro, Wily Kit, Wily cat show up and send the mutants packing. Inside Mumra's pyramids, the mutants mock him and his abilities, resulting in the irate Mumra morphing into his terrifying, evil, living form. Ancient spirits of evil transform this decayed form to Mumra! heads out to complete the task that the mutants failed miserably to obtain the Sword of Omens. I love that monkey and goes, if you think you're so great, do it yourself. Like something like that. It's funny as hell. And I love it. He's like, you will see my power. Yes, Mumra is, Skeletor likes to show off and, you know, he would say something like this, but Mumra believes his hype. Oh, he's totally, he's narcissistic. He's insane. He's a sociopath. I mean, and he's so like- Angry. Spiteful. He's, spiteful. he's evil, but he's also like spiteful, like almost like like childishly spiteful. Well, look, he sinks the mutants. Yes, it's a way to have them under his commands. But yeah, he's he's like, yeah, you want to see some shit? Here's your ship. Goodbye. You know what? I want to bring up something that we didn't mention earlier in the episode. Lion O wants to go kill what looks like kind of like a deer sort of a thing. Yes, very important. Yes. Very and the sword of omens flies out of his hand and basically sticks into the ground and will not come out and... Lion 
Lionel gets pissed off, kind of. He's like, I'm your lord, you know, kind of command you. He's trying to pull on this sword. Jaga, this is the first appearance of Jaga as a spirit. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi Jaga comes out and says the sword cannot be wielded to harm a life, to take a life, only to protect it. It's a great feature to add to the Sword of Omens. Well, it's a learning lesson, too. It's teaching him for respect for life. It definitely goes along with a lot of the themes of 80s cartoons, like, you know, don't harm. It's more you're you're there to protect and serve and help as opposed to harming. So the sword will not be used. It's kind of like, well, Shira's like, for example, Shira's sword is called the Sword of Protection, right? Is that yes. what it is? That's, that's what it's called because it's there to He-Man's is the Sword of Power. Hers is Sword of Protection. Even though Shira's sword is more powerful than He-Man's because it, it does, does everything. everything. And so does the Sword of Omens, whenever you want. That's, you know, that's funny. We said in our first episode, Thundercats is very serious. Like, this is not playing out in a campy way. Even when Lionel's exploring, when the mutants go into the pyramid, it's creepy. It, this is played seriously. This is not played for Cam. This is not played for, you know. You mean like the new Thundercats cartoon where Mumra's in love with Tigra and they're drawn like little whatever? What I don't know. Even... I guess like, like Adventure Time. I mean, I don't know yeah, those cartoons, but of... like Adventure Time, I guess. I, I actually love Adventure Time. But but yes, this is not that Mumra. This is <laughs> this is evil Mumra. Like, this is not your mother's Mumra. I don't this know. is not your mother's Mumra. So this is when, and I have to say, when we first meet Mumra, this scene is very creepy. Lionel is in the woods by himself. He goes deeper into the forest to search for Tigra and Jatara, who strangely did not respond to the sword's call. He encounters an odd body of water full of tar-like black ooze. Inserting his finger into the goop, (laughs) Lionel realizes that it's not, not only is it hot, but it's extremely sticky. In that instant, Mumra appears and lunges at Lionel. So this is terrifying because Mumra, Umra is laughing hysterically, like evilly, and he's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, he's terrifying. As a child, he did scare me as a cartoon because he's really scary. He is scary. He's like, and the, the frothing at the mouth, like his scary spittle, like mucusy mouth and everything. It's gross, but scary at the same time. Yeah, he's like, you know, so. And he's just like very, he's silent. And at the same time, he's laughing and he is Demonic. He's demonic. Demonic. He is demonic. In the ensuing battle, the Sword of Omens falls into the lake. Lionel quickly pulls it out and shouts, summoning a call to the Eye of Thundera, but it's engulfed in the dense, sticky tar and does not react. In his last desperate attempt to protect himself, Lionel raises his claw shield in front of Mumra when the villain sees his fiendish reflection in the shield's mirror-like surface he is terrified and flies away. So this is our first appearance of Mumra being terrified of his own reflection. And if you're like me and you wake up at five o'clock in the morning with your kids, you will also be terrified of your own reflection <laughs> in the morning. You don't so, need a bear claw. I only bear claw I'm eating is a pastry. Mm. But, but it scares me too. It scared me too, Larry. So you missed one point here, though. Basically, when Lionel tries to call for the Thundercats, doesn't work. He goes, I only wish it could. <laughs> it's no use, boy. The Eye of Thundera cannot summon your friends this time. I only wish it could. 
because he wanted to. Yes, that is really yeah. That's a that's a really great line. And Lionel, I'm gonna I'm gonna really put myself out here and say I feel like Lionel puts up the claw shield almost like childlike because he's scared, which would play into the fact that he's still young, even though he's an adult body. He's young. He like does it because he's frightened because he doesn't have anything else to you know nothing to help him. So one hundred percent, which yes. makes great him more analogy. Great analogy more... because he is a child still mentally. And Mumra is scary as hell. I was going to say, if I was in that position, I would have been dead. Because he is terrifying. But everything Especially, is a weapon. Including if you, if including you didn't have, if you didn't, if you didn't have uh, Damn right, I would have thrown that tar in that, that scary thing's face. I would have burnt my hand if I had to. I would have picked up a, a stone, a stick, and uh, thrown it at him. At least not sit there. What are you doing, boy? Yes, and Mumba likes to call him Boy Cub. Yeah, I would have oh, beaten boy. him with a stick. I would have picked up whatever was near me. So we see... At this point... I'm a fighter, not a flighter. Well, thank God. So, attracted by the battle noise, the other Thundercats arrive, and Lionel tells them about his encounter with the strange being he calls himself Mumra the Ever-Living. Wily kid, look! Yuck! What is that thing, Lionel? It... he is called Mumra the Ever-Living. It was its own reflection that drove it off. Yet it feared nothing. Except the evil in its own unspeakable face. So they see this very bat-looking demonic creature flying away. So that is, again, another fantastic shot in Thundercats to set up that this is a villain who ain't playing. This is the bad guy. Because even, again, Lionel has an internal dialect saying he's not mortal. He says to himself something to the effect of he's not, this creature is not mortal. Oh, here's another power of the Sword of the Omens. Now, even though the Sword of Omens was covered with that stick. Was covered with the tar. It, like, sent out, like, a, a distress, like, a, they could sense it. It was like it was like a call the sword was calling it was calling for help it was calling 911 without actually making the call that's right that's it was the emergency call on the iphone yes so, so mumra like goes Mike, mumra goes back to the pyramid and he does <laughs> not speak he does not speak this is a great scene the mutants are watching he goes right back into the sarcophagus and he's saying internally that you know next time he'll do it but <laughs> i like when Sly like he doesn't answer he didn't do it he must have failed <laughs> mighty mumra but he, he doesn't even call him mumra the actor who does sligo calls him mumra yeah. the mighty mumra so he doesn't answer mumra is pissed off he's probably like oh my god i was gonna show them and i can't even speak about it <laughs> what just happened i saw my face we're not even gonna speak about it i was supposed to win i was supposed to win do you think this is to show that mumra is just so evil that he when he sees his reflection he's horrified of what he actually is or what he's become, meaning he's seeing himself as a mummy now that he's dead and, and shriveled, or is it because he's so evil, he's seeing himself and he's horrified at the evil that he is? I'm going to put out another analogy. We're going to go back to, um, or comparison. We're going to go back to a comparison of Freddy Krueger. So in the okay, Dream, yes, Dream yes. Warrior, when Alice is fighting Freddy Krueger, the one, two, Freddy's coming for you. The kids say, in the reflection by my side, evil will see itself and it shall die. So he's actually seeing his own evil, his own, in I guess his own internal evil or his like he, maybe the reflection reminds him 
that it's a facade, like the power is only there temporarily. Maybe. It's oh a, yes. Like it's a, I, I look at it that way. Like he's seeing when he sees himself, he's seeing who he really is, which is that decrepit, crusty mummy, not really Mumra, this demigod sort of a thing, and that's what kind of shocks him back. But he's afraid of it. He actually shuns away, like he's scared of his reflection. It's reminding him, boo, that he ain't twenty anymore. He's in his late sixties. He is ever living. He ain't living that good, though. He might be ever living. So the trivia does say that this is the first episode in which Mumra's fear of his reflection is depicted. This weakness would be utilized again in numerous future episodes. This is also the first episode in which Mumra transforms into his ever-living form. According to Tigra, Lionel was inside the suspension capsule for a span of 10 Galacto years. It is never mentioned how many Third Earth years that's equivalent to. So question, how did the food supply stay fresh their rations if they went into <laughs> it's like canned goods jaga shriveled but those canned goods didn't well they were already petrified i think they're like military rations you know they, they can last for 20 That's years true, or like whatever later on they'll be making youtube clip opening 1980s military rations do you remember do you remember the store natural wonders yes didn't you no you didn't I, I, yeah i did i worked there oh, but when i you know my many times that i was working two jobs you know all the time as, talk as about a, ancient oh. stores yes talk point. about talk about enya anyway enya and mumra what a pair. So they used to sell the astronaut ice cream sandwiches, which was the yes, pet yes. dehydrated. So just yes. throw back to a simpler time, a mumra time. So that lasted for years too. That's that rations do last a long time. But yes, they referenced that the rations were not destroyed in the ship. So they actually have food, which is good. But They're yeah, like crackerish looking things too. I don't know. Maybe it's like a nutritional pill. I wish I had those. I could just take a pill and feel full like the Jetsons, you know, they, they take a pill and it tastes like something and they they just swallow they don't have to eat that's and, right. and they stay thin one other thing i i'm sorry yes. i keep jumping because i'm I, I really want to set this up the eye of the undera also shows its weakness the sort of omens if you cover the eye with a tissue uh a blanket your hand <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, you know you smear something on the lens vaseline anything the sword doesn't activate so you can totally take the eye of Vendera and just cover it wrap it up in some uh mumra rags you know honestly it's true like our, a show that we love the original charmed from 1998 the book of shadows in that show couldn't was protected from evil by evil's touch it, but the, in this if you could cover up the eye of Vendera, yes so there is also no explanation ever given for chitara and Tigra's failure to respond to Lionel's call, despite them being at a vantage point high in the cliffs. Maybe they would get your freak on, get your, get your, get your, get your freak on, get your freak on. You know, I mean, I guess that could be given as an explanation. I mean, maybe they heard, heard the cries of the sword, but they were in the throes of passion. They were doing their own cries. And they were in a ship for how many millennia? And didn't get Yeah, nothing? but to me, isn't it in future episodes, we'll see that there's really no way to avoid it, right? Like the Thundercats all, when that Thundercats insignia goes off uh, of the sword, they're all taken, their eyes all flash, like they're. They get like, that that crystal meth eye jolt. <laughs> I was gonna say when smoke gets in your eye, like the song. Oh, how sweet! I love that song. And then the last note we have is in the feature length movie, one of the scenes from this episode is missing. It is the scene in which it shows the mutants' first thoughts 
of fired earth as they compare it to their own home. I guess that was considered too boring. Okay, so they probably needed to add that in to make it the episodes longer, to make them into a certain amount of episodes. You know what? Fantastic episode for a second episode. I feel like this sets up, we did joke earlier that they know that they're going to build a thunder tank with names already in a, in a cat's lair, but it sets up the cat's lair. So the Thundercats know they're stuck there, so they have to make it, they have to shelter themselves, they have to protect themselves. Until the ship gets taken over and sunk into the ground by Mumra, the mutants really could have just set up a base someplace. They didn't have to be like, well, we're going to set up a big castle and I'm going to take over three acres and start a farm or whatever else they were thinking they were going to try to do because they had a ship to leave if they needed to, to get reinforcements. So the difference is the Thundercats knew they were stuck there. The mutants up until the ship was, you know, sunk into the sand by Mumra, they could have left. And I would have. Yeah, so if they would have left just a little earlier, yeah, they would have had free reign to leave. But this again sets up the mutants now are stuck. The mutants, Mumra, Mumra's ever-living form, and the fact that he does have a weakness and he cannot maintain his form for too much of a time. I know. I know the feeling. I can't maintain this form for long either. <laughs> so that was episode two of the Thundercat. You can reach David at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word on Instagram, and the Radical Retro Podcast, all one word, also on Instagram. We will be back with another episode of Thundercats the last Friday of every month. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.